0: Hello and welcome to The Rebecca Saunders Show, your place to discover how to build resilience, craft confidence and have a huge impact on the world. Over the last decade, I've built a global seven-figure video production company and worked with organisations both big and small to create impactful video content for business growth. Recently, after 25 years of wearing a wig in public, I took my first step out into the world hair-free. In a bold move to encourage confidence in front of the camera and ownership of individual uniqueness. This podcast is for female business owners wanting the skills and knowledge they need to show up and stand out in a noisy digital world. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Rebecca Saunders Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your ears and eyes mean a lot to me. Today, my guest is the leader of leaders. She is a disruptor and a powerful people enabler. And I cannot wait to chat everything leadership and impact. Welcome to the show, Julie Hyde. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. I can't
1: wait for our chat today.
0: (laughs) I think it's going to be a good one. Now I have to ask, where did this tagline, you're the leader of leaders, come from?
1: Yeah, it's something I'm really, really passionate about in terms of role modeling the way forward. So I work with leaders. I work across industry. I work from small business into corporate. And I'm very passionate about you need to be the role model first. You need to be a leader of self first before you can lead anyone else so in terms of me being the leader of leaders I have to be the example of leadership and I believe that is through your actions before I can work with anyone or lead anybody else so that's where that tagline comes from but leadership is absolutely something I've been passionate about for a very very long time
0: Yeah, and it's very broad going from small business into corporate. But would you also say that your work covers the home as well, like the personal side before you even get into the workplace?
1: Yeah, 100%. Because, you know, often our biggest leadership role is played at home. And that is, you know, being a role model for your children. But yeah, being a leader doesn't end as soon as you walk outside of the office door. So that is, you know, often the true test of a leader is through challenge and also what you do when nobody is watching. So, you know, when the doors are closed, (laughs) behind those closed doors, it's what you do then. And if you carry over those behaviors, and that's not to say that you can't like be the big sloth on the couch. Because I do that often, you know, get around. <laughs> out the food it's not wearing your your suit or you know your work attire around uh, around home. As I say, it's very much through your actions and how you are with your with your partner, with your children, you know, with your with your family, with your friends. You know, it extends across all of those, you know, personal aspects as well.
0: Mm, So what I'm hearing there in my head goes authentic self, authentic self, you know, leaning into what makes you you because how exhausting is it when you're trying to be different people in front of different audiences, right? That's got to be so exhausting, particularly from a corporate perspective or someone running a large team.
1: Yeah, 100%. I suppose that's something i learned really early on in my career being a bit of a serial people pleaser you know I was running around wearing very different hats for a whole range of people you know I was one person for my team I was one person for my leader I was one person to friends to family and you know very quickly you can forget who you are and i found that with you know a lot of women because they wear so many hats and are juggling so many balls in the air often they lose connection to their values like who actually am I <laughs> what do I stand for when I'm not wearing all of these respective hats so if I was to wear one hat who is that person like who is Rebecca who is Julie and what are her values and you know what what does she stand for because you're right that can be in incredibly exhausting. And it can also be very, very confusing for people, particularly in that leadership sphere, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, the work environment in particular. If you're not consistent with your leadership, if you are different things to different people, it can be very confusing to those that you're leading, which can then breed a bit of distrust because it's like, well, who is my leader? What is he or she's? You know, stand for who actually are they, and how can I build a relationship with this person when I don't truly know who they are at the core rather than, you know, they might be getting to know you on a real surface level.
0: Yeah. And I think that, that core piece of even, even others getting to know you, it's almost the getting to know yourself piece first, which I think is as equally as confusing. I don't know if I shared when you and I chatted on your podcast, but it's just reminded me that I used to wear different colored wigs all the time, like different colors, red, dark, blonde, everything. And when I started my business, I used to keep track of what color hair I was wearing, when I was having meetings with certain people. So as not to cause that confusion piece of rocking up one day being brunette once I'd been blown literally 48 hours before and vice versa. And I can tell you now that getting rid of that as a whole piece for me was getting rid of a lot of stress around keeping up appearances, right? It's it's that that hard piece. What brought you into this space? You know, we've, we've all got backgrounds in our careers. What made you stop and think, you know what, I have more to offer the world and I'm going to focus on that leadership piece and help empower others. Mm. Are you talking about like
1: jumping into my own business from my corporate world? Yeah. It was really interesting that journey. Cause I, had grown up in my career, so to speak. So, I spent 21 years in the same organization and I started, you know, straight out of school. So, I'd grown up there. And, you know, as you progress through the leadership ranks and the higher and higher I got, the more I didn't like what I was seeing. And I really, I realized, and I think you sort of <laughs> realize this through. You know, as you get older and wiser, my values just weren't aligning with the organisations anymore, no matter how much I tried. So it sort of led me to that journey. What am I really passionate about? What is it that I absolutely love doing? You know, I was always drawn back to this whole leadership piece. And I thought, well, perhaps I can touch... You know, more people make more of an impact, more of a difference if I started my own business. And so I just thought, wow, you know, just jump out and do that. And I suppose it took an element of confidence and self-belief to think I could do that. But I also think as I progressed and understood that, hey, build a website, people will come doesn't actually eventuate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If only it did. (laughs)
1: Yeah, amazing. And really have to step out of your comfort zone and start networking, start building relationships with people. That is where... I had to draw on a lot of my uh, resilience that I built up and also that, I suppose, that inner confidence to go, okay, Julie, okay, you can do this, right? You can push through. Like you you know what you're good (laughs) at. Yeah. You've had 21 years of evidence here that you can draw on, that you're good at this stuff. It's just you need to translate it into a very different world now. So did I jump into that and was I prepared? No. <laughs> Would I have done things differently? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone jumping into their own business really knows what's in store until they start. And once you've started down the path, you really can't stop. <laughs> you just got to keep
1: going. I just seem to be one of those people who just can't sit back. I, I, I have to be one of those people that steps forward or puts up their hand to take action on things, you know, whether that be even in my sporting career, I always will put up my hand to coach or to, you know, I'm quite happy to be captain or then I would umpire. It's like, well, you know, I just want to contribute and take that, that leadership role. So it's something that's been in me forever anyway.
0: I love that. It's all part of your individual world. And again, it comes down to have been that leader inside and outside of the home, of the office, of the business, wherever you are. Now, I have a lot of people question me, Julie, around how I can work with small businesses and large corporates at the same time, because they're very, very, very different beasts. How do you navigate your experience and work with both sides of that coin when they are so different? Are there differences in the work that you do or is it the same throughout?
1: I think the language of corporate and the language of small business can be really different. And I think it's about really immersing yourself and getting to know, particularly for me, immersing myself within the small business because I started working with companies that I had no experience in at all. But the organization that I was working with had had the problem that I could solve, which is around people and it was around leadership. So I really had to immerse myself and listen to their language, understand how they operated, understand the culture, of the business and the organization and then adapt accordingly, which is something that we really have to do as leaders is to be adaptive to the people that we're leading because people are all different. That one-size-fits-all approach doesn't work whether you are in corporate, whether you are in small business or whatever type of business you are leading. You know, I came from a, a finance background. Obviously, I speak the language of corporate that I identify with very strongly. So it was a bit of a learning curve in starting to work with the, the small business, smaller mediums, even down to how you dress because you know, my in corporate, I always wore a, wore a suit. I always wore a suit and a shirt, and it's something I never questioned. That was just easy. I'd get up, I'd wear my suit. That was my confidence piece, right? You feel me?
0: Yeah.
1: But <laughs> I knew walking into small business, they're like. Ah, Suggest you don't. (laughs) Yeah, we don't need a power suit in here. (laughs) No, that can be perceived as intimidating, which it was just completely fine. So it's getting to know that and taking feedback on board and just (laughs) learning from the mistakes that you make, you know, unconsciously.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And do you have now a a, a wardrobe that you have for small businesses and a wardrobe for corporates or have you sort of found a a sweet spot to blend the two? I think
1: I've found the sweet spot to blend the two. So it's very rare that you'll find me in suits anymore. Mind you, I still love wearing a suit. But I'll either wear the jacket or I'll wear the pants. It's very rare that I'll I'll put the ensemble together now. I do still love it. But, yeah, I have adapted.
0: (laughs) I love that. And I'm sure there's a few people from COVID, thanks to COVID, going, oh, I don't wear my suit that often either. Maybe there should be some form of suit appreciation day coming up. (laughs) Crack out the old wardrobe (laughs) attire. Absolutely. Suit in the heels, bring it on, have a
1: day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I know you work with clients through your programs and through your work, but for the nuggets for people to actually take and take action from listening to our conversation today, you know, where can they start that leadership journey and what questions do they need to be asking themselves? to even start progressing on that space to being a more impactful leader.
1: I think around that that impact piece, I think it's
0: very, very important now
1: for leaders to understand or to really build a really strong foundation for their leadership to enable them to springboard from that. And what I mean by that is to really understand what their values are, what they stand for as a leader, and how is it that they want to make a difference? What is the legacy that they're wanting to create? Because, you know, your legacy is not something that you create when you're laying in your deathbed, you know, thinking, oh, you know, what can I do now? It's sort of done. Your leadership is the culmination of all the actions or non-actions that you're doing now. So I think the first thing is to really understand what your values are and who it is that you stand for. The second thing is to then identify the behaviours that are going to support that. So what are the key things that you need to be doing consistently to support being the person that you want to be? Because as I say, you know, it's that leader of self in the first instance that's incredibly important. And then building up those habits to support those behaviours that you need to be doing. So it's understanding how are you going to fuel yourself to be the best version of you, to enable you to do what you're wanting to do? How are you going to get to the gym? Like, What, what is the time in the day that you're going to do that? What are, your, what are your non-negotiables? So I think those three things, understanding your values and what you stand for, then understanding the behaviours that will support that as a second thing. And the third thing is understanding how are you going to Enable yourself to to be that best version of yourself, and then the fourth thing around building those habits to make sure that you can be that person that you want to be. I think of the four things, and in terms of the behaviors, I think you know not to sit down and write a whole page of, I'm going to do, you know, these 10 things.
0: Yeah, because you only be disappointed when you don't do them all, right? You can have done five of them, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I think, you know, start with three. Always start with three. It's like what are the the three behaviours that are really going to help me make this impact that I'm wanting to make and once you master those that's when you can either evolve or add something else in because we're always evolving as leaders this is not a set and forget thing so that there are different things that we need to be adapting to over time whether that be environmental whether that be people but we always need to be evolving as leaders but I think that's something that I really encourage leaders to be doing on a consistent basis.
0: Mm. And that evolution piece, you know, we talked about it being at the workplace, but it also trickles back home and is that home piece. And specifically within the home environment, I know when you're on the personal journey like that, whether it's personal development or leadership, when you're changing you and the people around you are not necessarily keeping up on that, that can cause a little bit more, more friction. If we take the home life situation, what have been some of the tips you've been able to share with some of the leaders you've worked with in helping bring those family members along for the ride, you know, to have them support you in that journey?
1: Yeah, there's probably two things there I can remember and I have shared in my book actually where I really needed to change my leadership brand to be considered for a huge leadership role that I wanted to go for. So I went through the same journey that I I shared just before and came up with everything that I needed to do which was quite different I suppose to the person that I was being but in order to achieve my goals that was not going to work for me particularly in the work sense so I really had to I suppose change what I was doing so as I went about doing that people were suggesting to me that I was you know you know Julie you're incredibly boring now I was known as the party girl love to have fun Fun, get out there, you know. If there was some dancing happening, if there was an event, I'd be right out there on the dance floor, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) So that's what I was known for, which was not really considered as a leadership potential. You know, I just had to dull that down a little bit and start getting known for what I was really good at. So, you know, you, you do come up against the challenges. It's like, oh, you're really boring now, you know, let's do this. And it's standing really solid in terms of being anchored to that, who you are. So, and it's finding those people who are going to support you. So there will be those who will not come along on that journey with you. And that's okay. That's completely okay. They don't, they don't have to. But if it is your family, if it is those who, of course, you can't let go <laughs> of,
0: <laughs> can't quite leave them behind.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think it's just very much about tailoring the conversations that you have with them. That's something that I also learned when I started my own business. It really challenged my parents' beliefs in that I should have a job. Because at the time when I jumped out into my own business, I was single, I had a mortgage. So they're like, oh, the security of, of your job,
0: it's like gone. All those red you- flags are going for people that don't understand, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I realised I had to stop having conversations with my parents about my business because it just wasn't helpful. So it's just understanding what those dynamics are and then really setting about to find people who will support you, who will champion you, who will sponsor and mentor you. And I've, I've found that that's really, really critical in terms of enabling yourself to move forward and building your resilience and just having that circle that understands your journey as you go. And people will come in and people will drop out. So, and as your journey goes along.
0: And it's that constant evolution of bringing people along for the journey, letting people go when they're not when they're not you know, not not of value, that's the wrong word, but they're not adding to that journey and being in the supportive role. It's um, sometimes time to, to clean that out on a regular basis to consistently be moving that forward as hard as that is sometimes, right? Yeah, 100%. Now, Julia, I know that you talk about all things leadership and how to make yourself a better leader on your podcast and in your book. And I know there's a lot of people listening and watching right now that are wanting to start their journey. And I know that your hub is the place for them to start. So tell me where can people find you? Where can people find your work and learn from your wisdom? Yes. So the best portal (laughs) insight into Julie
1: Hyde and what I can offer is on my website, which is juliehyde.com.au. You know, I write a weekly blog that has a lot of um, free resources for leadership, for turning busy into productive, has access to my book that I've written about busy and how to become, you know, a really influential and impactful leader, and also my podcast. So that's the best environment for me and I'm also very active on LinkedIn so I'd love
0: to connect on LinkedIn also amazing I will put all of those into the show notes of this episode and I can highly recommend Julie's blog that lands in my inbox on a weekly basis so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom in that newsletter every week for me Julie and of course being on the show today I have loved our 20-minute power session amazing thank you so much for having me I love what you're doing and I love your message Rebecca so thank you That's a wrap on another episode of The Rebecca Saunders Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you've taken some golden nuggets away from today's show and are one step closer to having a huge impact on the world. If you've loved this episode, please share it on Instagram and Facebook with your friends or on LinkedIn with your colleagues and business network. And if you've really liked to make my day, you can pop a review on iTunes. If you have any questions about today's episode, come on over to Instagram for a chat. You can find me at the handle at The Rebecca Saunders. And if you'd like to know more about what I can do for you, check me out at RebeccaSaunders.com. I'll see you next time on The Rebecca Saunders Show.